Welcome to WP Tonic episode 139. Today we've got WordPress security expert Robert Abila here. Robert, uh, tell us Hi. who you are, what you do. Okay, so basically, um, I started. Um, I, I deal most with web security because um, before the WordPress career, um, I was working with several software companies. Um, I worked as a systems administrator, as a project manager, and several similar roles, uh, mostly in companies which developed um, security software, the last one being a web security scanner. Um, once I left and I started doing my own thing, basically, I got really interested in WordPress because, of course, uh, WordPress, even even today, but even back then, was gaining that popularity. And one thing that really attracted me towards WordPress was this... Um, it, it, it was it, it it's always been like a big target for hackers so i was just kind of intrigued by why why is it so, so popular and once i started um kind of looking into this thing um i started my own blog because um i wanted to kind of document what i was um, learning about wordpress security and um once i started my own blog then i got interested in plugins um i moved as a freelance so i had a bit more time on my own hands so um I also needed um, through the through the blog. I also started kind of providing a service like a cleaning hacked websites, um, helping companies secure their websites, etc. Um, mostly WordPress. And with time, I also kind of got interested in the plugin. I I needed um, a sort of logging plugin for me um, for my work. I, I looked around. There were already a good number of solutions, but the problem is that most of them were not kind of security plugins. So. Um, they were mostly logging in general what users were doing or if they changed some some setting in the SEO plugin, which is not exactly security-focused plugins. So that kind of led me also to develop my own plugin. And uh, now it's been, I've been uh, owning the website for around four and a half years. The plugin has been around 40 and a half years. And, and that's what, what I'm, I'm doing mostly. Um, lately, because the plugin has been quite successful, actually, um, um, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to reduce as much as time as possible from the website. In fact, I'm, I'm no longer working on, on, I'm no longer consulting, let's say, or taking new customers. I'm still keeping what I had before um, and still kind of writing blog posts just for the sake of research and keeping things going. But mostly I'm focusing on the plugin. Very good. Uh, I also want to introduce my co-host, Jonathan Denwood. And Jonathan, who are you? What do you uh -huh. do? Oh, uh, I'm the founder of WP Tonic, folks. We're a WordPress maintenance support company that also helps designers, consultants, or anybody that's looking to turn a Photoshop mock-up into a actual WordPress theme. And if you're looking for custom plugin um, development, we can help you with that as well. Cool. And I am John Locke, and my website is lockdowndesign.com. And I help, uh, you know, business owners with their WordPress sites, specifically with WooCommerce and local SEO. Uh, something I want to ask you, Robert, why does WordPress have the reputation of being insecure? Uh, WordPress, um, especially, I mean, like any other project, if I think, in fact, a few weeks back, I, I published um, I published this blog post where I, where I looked into how many um, actual vulnerabilities similar software like Joomla and other similar software had in the past. And if you look at WordPress, of course, it has its fair share of vulnerabilities, but um, most of the vulnerabilities were from the plugins, not actually. I mean, the core itself had vulnerabilities as well, but to be honest, like any other software, 
uh, it has vulnerabilities. Even software, I mean, even popularly used software like like Apache and Nginx is, I mean, m- mostly wide, widely used um, web servers. They have their own share of vulnerabilities. Um, the problem, I think, that lies with WordPress. So, so WordPress, from terms, from the aspect of vulnerabilities, it's it's not nothing different from other projects. Um, the problem with WordPress, I think, is that WordPress, um, the, the scope of WordPress is to make it easy to build the website. So basically, because it's very easy to use, a lot, a lot of people um, who have no experience at all um, of what it takes to maintain a website, of of how to to manage these things, they installed WordPress. Um, uh, they started building their own websites, be it a hobby website or a small business or whatever. Um, so just because it's easy to use, um, all these people started using WordPress. And because these people do not know what it takes to maintain a website, um, they were not maintaining the website. And that's why kind of WordPress was being hacked. In fact, if you look at the majority of, especially the the, the widespread hacks of WordPress, where kind of six to 60,000 websites got hacked in, in a few days or whatever, um, most of the time, it all boils down to um, weak credentials or exploiting a vulnerability in an outdated plugin or software. So basically, people were just installing WordPress. They were not maintaining it. They were not updating their software. They were not maintaining their plugins. They were using weak credentials. So of course, um, they became a target. So as such, it's, it's not WordPress itself, because as I said, WordPress, okay, has its own share of vulnerabilities, but any other project had its own share of vulnerabilities. It's more like, um, it, it allowed people who are not experienced um, in managing websites to use to build a website, and then of course they became a target because they didn't have any, the experience of what it takes to maintain it. So, so a lot of it is maintenance, and and hackers like look for for sites that aren't being maintained. Yes, in, in fact, if, if you notice, that especially the widespread hacks, I, I I think I don't know if it was this year or last year there was this this very popular uh, brute force attack against millions of WordPress websites. Um, what they were doing, it's, it's nothing, um, usually the majority of hacks, um, they're kind of uh, exploiting the defaults. In fact, what they were doing is they were scanning, there were bots automatically scanning millions of websites, WordPress websites, checking with the WordPress website and checking credentials, um, default credentials, like username, admin, password, admin, username, admin, password, password, you know? And um, so, so yeah, we, we, and I mean, Thousands and thousands of websites were hacked through this, and if you look at it, that was that was the only problem. Like weak credentials, it wasn't WordPress, it wasn't an insecure build or something. It's just weak credentials. Um, I remember, I think it's this year, earlier on this year, there was this huge problem with I think the Ref Slider plugin. Mm-hmm. Um, again, it, it's it's not a problem in Ref Slider. Ref Slider plugin, like any other plugin, had its own share of vulnerabilities as well. So the, the problem was not Ref Slider not updating. The problem was Ref Slider updated the plugin, but thousands and thousands of people which were using the plugin did not update their own their own version of, of the plugin. So when hackers managed to kind of develop automated attacks, um, scripts, scanners that scan thousands of websites, they were looking for vulnerable websites and they were exploiting them. So the, the main problem, again, was the user was not updating the plugins. Most of these things are, they can, especially like exploiting the vulnerability in, in rough slider it was very easy so you can just write a, a simple script and start scanning websites and it's easy to detect and once you have that vulnerability it's easy to hack it you know to exploit it uh, i think that's great robert i just a follow-through question why do they you know a lot of people like what john said it, you know i've just got a small business website or it's a hobby website nobody's gonna bother me um mm. i'm just a small tadpole in a big 
pond so i don't have to bother why why do these people want to hack into uh, um these websites that's that's a good question it's something to be honest um my mother tells me as well like she uses these simple passwords for her emails like why would anyone want to access my email you know uh, it's the same with website um the, the problem is this um the, the idea of someone hacking a website um for credit cards or or some information it's a bit of old school i mean it still happens don't get me wrong but it's something um nowadays hackers hack for for a for a million reasons um for bandwidth because it's expensive um so uh, basically they they have i don't know illegal files illegal torrents unfortunately child pornography is very common as well um you don't want to get caught with child pornography on your computer so basically what they do they hack other websites and they store child pornography there for example they store illegal files and torrents um they also hack to use um to use to, to build a huge bot network. So, for example, um, like um, there was this um, last week, there was this, this big DOS um, where the internet DNS server had a problem. And when you look at these things, it's just what the hacker is, they, they didn't have a, a large number of computers. They hacked into other vulnerable devices and then they used them to launch a distributed denial of service. So, yes, um, you might have a, um, a website about cute little kittens, but um, hackers would still need your website because they, if they can install a bot on your website, that's just an extra bot which they can use in a distributed denial attack service, you know? So, so yeah, there are many reasons. So, I mean, it's bandwidth, it's it's um, to use it as a stepping stone for another attack, to hide their traces, um, to store illegal files and, and other smart things. So, it's not just about data. Data is actually, when, they, when hackers attack websites for data, usually it's a targeted attack. Um, when Hackers hack websites um, for bots, whatever. It's not targeted. They just run a script. They just scan millions of IPs, and those which respond to their request as a vulnerable website, then they just attack it. They don't care what color it is, what this is about, who owns it. You know, it's just a target, just a vulnerable target, and they want to take it over. So here's a follow-up question to that, too, because every once in a while you'll read a story about a, a website being defaced or... You know, they'll put some kind of slogan up there. Mm-hmm. And but a lot of the times when sites are hacked, people don't even know it. Is is that mm-hmm. correct? Yes. Um, when a website is defaced, it's different. That's kind of what we call a targeted attack. So basically, um, I want to attack that particular website, so I, I do my best to find the vulnerability in that website, exploit it, and deface it. That's okay. Um, but yes, the majority of cases, I, I've seen examples myself um, in the past where basically um a website was hacked basically uh, it was used to store some torrent files and the owner only noticed kind of three months after when he's seen his um his bill from his hosting provider because he was exceeding the amount of bandwidth and back then um hosting providers were not kind of that active on monitoring bandwidth etc and closing down so basically th- this guy was like um okay why do i have gigabytes and terabytes of, of data being used you know and and after digging deep there were like um the, the torrent files were hidden in some directory structure which couldn't even be read by the by the ftp client for example or by the ssh client you know so so yeah so um some some people especially if, if they're transferring files or or even if they're just using it as a bot to do a denial of service attack i mean in most cases um when your computer is a bot, it's only used, or your server is a bot, it's only used once, I don't know, every every week or whatever, every few few days or whatever. So you just have a um, a dormant bot there. You don't even know about it. You just, your website is still running. But when the attackers want, they just trigger the bot. 
it does what it has to do send requests somewhere and, and that's it so if, unless you're you have some sort of um um logging and monitoring mechanism like file changes etc um you, and especially if you're not experiencing these things you will never notice that your website is hacked we've seen cases where websites were hacked for six months or, or eight months and people never notice you know especially if they're not being used actively to 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 uh, and they're not actively consuming bandwidth that they won't notice no and uh, i've seen that as well like you know people who set up their own sites like a lot of the time they do get hacked because they're using weak passwords or they're mm -hmm. they don't update the plugins but Here's the question. How much attention should people pay to the parts of their website that aren't WordPress? Uh, you know, for instance, the hosting. Um, they, 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 should, um, they should pay the same, the same amount of, of attention because basically um, the hosting provider is kind of the, the foundation of your website. So if the hosting provider is not working well or or it's hacked or it, it's 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 um it's not reliable then there will be problems with your website um, it, as, um hosting providers quite frankly nowadays um the last few years they changed a lot especially those who are dedicated um dedicated for wordpress um they know the problems the problems that wordpress or i would say wordpress users bring along with them um and in fact you you we're seeing lately a lot of um kind of hosted solutions that have automatic updates um and, and and similar stuff and change the defaults change the defaults of WordPress installations. So things change a lot. Things are improving, um, but still, I mean, if, if you look at the hosting provider, it, it, ideally, you should always. I'm not saying always go for the most expensive one because you, you might not require that, but it's always good to to at least um, get an idea. I mean, I don't know. Just ch check on Google, like what people use. It's always good to ask what people use if there were security incidents. Um, how did the hosting provider? Um, deal with them. For example, we've had cases where, and the past, because I said I'm not, I'm no longer doing much much cleanups lately. But um, we've had cases where, for example, um, a website was hacked and the hosting provider just closes access and that's it, you know. But we've had cases, for example, where the hosting provider was cooperative. They just closed public access. They allowed us to to log in, check the things, um, fix it, etc. So um, th these are important aspects. Um, nowadays, hosting providers, it, there are very few cases which I know of, let's put it this way, um, where a hosting provider was kind of the cause of a hack issue, was was kind of had the security hold. It's mostly, especially when it comes to WordPress, because it's easier to exploit, basically, because of the users. Mostly it's the web application, not not the other layer. Having said that, I've seen also many, many, um, many WordPress websites where they have a lot of customizations or they have another PHP application running with them. Um, it's 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 very very important to to also um, audit these type of applications. The simple reason is this: WordPress, with all the good and good and bad things it's got, it's a public software. It's used by twenty five percent, twenty six percent of the internet. Um, so it's it's well tested. If 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 you know how to maintain a website, you won't, you won't have a problem with WordPress. It's well tested. People know its code. It's open source, etc. If you have an application which a developer developed by, for you. Um, it's not well tested, and um, it's it's not because the developer is not good or not. It's just and that's how it works. You know, just one person has done it, and no one really tested it. So, more, in fact, typically coming from a background of web security, which is not web related as well, custom applications are typically tend to be much much more vulnerable than open source applications such as Joomla, um, WordPress, and all the other ones. 
Yeah, I've got a follow-through follow question about the hosting. Um, about specialised hosting um, from hosting providers aimed at WordPress, um, <laughs> we've had a number, of, not a large number, but we have a number of incidents where the hosting providers actually altered the core files of WordPress. They customised mm-hmm. it um, in their own belief that they makes it easier for them to have this managed distribution of WordPress, and it helps them. But when we've um, the clients had enough that hosting provider, and we've moved it, tried mm-hmm. to move it to another hosting provider, that's caused problems. Um, what's your feeling about you know what I find annoying with that is that they never informed the client that they were doing this there was no indication that they were actually changing the the core files of WordPress what's your feelings about that Um, from time to time I do hear similar stories and and I find this strange Um, personally if I had to change any functionality in WordPress I, I would at least do a plugin I wouldn't really change the core first of all if you're changing the core um, when it's time to update WordPress, even if it's uh, distributed, but when it's time to update WordPress, it's it's very you're, you're going to have problems. So if you if you want to change something, just use a plugin to disable that functionality and in, um, put your own functionality. So so in such case, personally, I wouldn't work with such a hosting provider for sure because it's 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 an invitation for problems basically. So I w- I wouldn't go there in the first place. I've seen cases yes where hosting providers change core files or even injected some sort of adverts or something. So um, I, I would personally avoid those. I mean, if, if if you're not being transparent with your users, being a hosting provider, being a plugin developer, whatever, um, you, you're just inviting problems, basically. So I, I wouldn't really go there. I think that's great. And I've got another question um, that comes up a lot, is that um, not only on the lower level, um, but medium, higher level of WordPress specialized hosting, is that yeah. people, people say, well, um, especially if they invested a lot of money in the website or they're making money from the website, they say, well, we're with this really respected WordPress specialised hosting provider and they do the backups. Mm-hmm. Um, they do all the backups for us. We don't have to care about that. And I just look at, well, Obviously, it's through email, and what I explain is, um, you you know, you really need, you know, you can't have enough backups, um, and um, you need at least, and you only know the quality of a backup if you actually try and restore from it on a um, a site, a backup site, and you do try and do a, periodically, you do a total restore to see if it actually works. Do you agree with a couple of those statements, i.e., you know, you want multiple backups if the site is of impo- of importance to the individual and business? And secondly, a backup is only good as if you know you can restore from it. Yes. Um, in, in the first stint of my career, um, I started working in IT in 1999. And the first eight years of my career, I was a systems administrator. For, for a large software company. And back then, and even now sometimes, unfortunately, when you need backups, they don't work. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> so yes, um, I think it, it's, it's very important if, if possible, um, as you said, having different sources of backups, different solutions with backups, it's, it's a good, it's definitely, I would recommend it. Um, 
I wouldn't rely on a single backup. Especially, I wouldn't rely on, on the hosting provider backup. Nothing against the hosting provider. It's just the hosting provider, at the end of the day, if if, if they are hacked, if, if something goes wrong um, with, the host, with, the, with the hosting center or whatever, it's still maintained in the same system. So there, it, it doesn't happen every day, but if something happens to the hosting provider globally, the chances of losing both your website and the backups are quite high. It doesn't happen every day, but it did happen. So, so um, if your hosting provider provides um, backup solutions, go for it. But I would still recommend to use another solution, be it another online service um, somewhere else, um, another plugin or whatever you'd like to use. But I would recommend that, yes, um, ideally you should always have a copy of your backup somewhere off-site. Off-site as in not on your hosting provider where your main website is used. So yes, um, different, um, multiple backup solutions is good and always have something which is off-site from the hosting provider. That, that's very important, I think. And, you know, periodically do it yourself or have somebody, you know, check and do on a on a staging site that is configured exactly as the live site, try and do a full recovery from the backup. Yes, that's a very good that's a very good point as well. Um, I, I, um, I, it's good to remind me. Yes, um, doing test restores is very important because, as I said, the day you'll need the backups, you want them to work. And you don't know if they're working unless you're going to try them. Luckily enough, because of this structure, the, the way WordPress is built is just a few PHP files and a database. Backups and restores are not that difficult to, 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 to deal with. But it's, it's still very important to have some sort of staging website. And periodically, every uh, especially if we, um I personally do it once every month because I only just publish a few blog posts. But if you, um, but if you do frequently change your website, as in terms of plugins, themes, whatever, keep on, especially when you do a major change, to test your backups because you, you might never know what has been backed up, what not, or what might not work. Especially if you have a large website and you have a lot of customizations, you want to test that. That's great. I think we should go for our first break, John. What do you think? Yeah, I think we're right about on time. Uh, we're going to go for our first commercial break. And when we come back, we're going to be talking more with Robert Abela from WP White Security. See you after the break. Buying or selling a home in the greater Reno Tahoe area? I know the best CRS real estate broker, and that's Karen Conrad. And you can find her at karenconrad.com or call directly at 775 527 7021. We're back from the break. We're talking with Robert Abila from WP White Security. And uh, one thing I wanted to ask you is a lot of people rely on a WordPress security plugin, something like uh, iThemes Security or a mm-hmm. Sue Curry or a WordFence. Mm-hmm. And one thing that I discovered like when reading your blog is not all WordPress security plugins are exactly the same. Uh, what are the different categories of security plugins that exist out there, and and what are the differences between them? Okay, it's a good question. Um, so basically, uh, many people when they think of security, they think of hardening, just just kind of hardening the WordPress website, um, blocking um, malicious um, requests like a firewall, and sometimes they think of permissions or or privileges. Um, in reality, security is a bit more than that. There's also kind of um, logging, auditing, and it's like you have a security wheel, um, testing, etc. So, um, in terms of if, if if you need a solution for a security solution, a complete security solution for your WordPress, um, you need um, as the most basic, you need some sort of firewall. 
you need some sort of um, I would recommend some sort of fi um, file integrity checker, which basically checks that the files have not been tampered with. You need some sort of um, logging solution as well. And if if that permits, you also need some sort of malware scanner. So just in case um, malware has been injected or whatever, you can you can scan your website. So um, no, not all plugins are the same. Um, I, I know, for example, Sukuri, I know their plugin is a bit limited, but for example, the, as a service, they, they do provide an online firewall service, which is which is definitely something good. Um, then you have um, item security, which is like more like a local firewall, which is running on your WordPress. Which one is the best? Is it online or, I mean, as such, um, both of them have their own pros and cons. So I wouldn't really say go for security or items, but but no, um, there are diff different solutions. I personally, what, really, what I really like, especially uh, with security, security, one of the biggest problems of security is translating, um, tra translating the technical aspects of security to, to the normal user. And one of the biggest problems I see, and it's a challenge I encounter also with, with my plugin, is um, when you install it, when you install it, a, a, a plugin such as iThemes, nothing against iThemes, I'm just saying a, a plugin like it because there are many other ones like it. It's it's so, it's it's fully bloated. It's so full of options that it's in, it's intimidating for the user. A normal user who doesn't have an experience in security will install this plugin. As soon as he logs in, it's like all those steps, all those options. Okay, what should I do? Um, so I, what I personally prefer is I prefer to have um, a plugin which is a, a simple firewall, a plugin which is um, used for um, logging, a plugin which is used for this and that. I like to separate rows for several reasons. First of all, when you have a specialized plugin, it tends to be better at what it does. It's like a, a mobile. So basically, you have a camera on your mobile. Yes, it's a very good camera, but you can never compare it to a real SLR camera. You know, it's, it's specialized to take pictures. Um, and with plugins, something similar. Not everyone, it, it's not a matter of security or not. It's not a matter of performance. I personally prefer things to be a bit more organized because it's easier to understand what you have running on your website or not and what you can do. So I would say, um, personally, I would use um, a plugin which acts as a firewall. A plugin for hardening, um, I personally don't use because um, most of the time I do the hardening myself. But yes, for new users, for beginners, that would help. For example, rename default um, admin accounts, um, change the user IDs, hide usernames, and all these aspects. Um, not everyone has the time to kind of stay fooling around and doing these things. So yes, I would recommend the hardening plugin as well. Um, audit lock plugin is very important in my opinion as well because um, it does not... An audit lock plugin. There are there are several advantages to running such a plugin because um, mainly um, it does not just help you keep track of what users are doing. It also helps you if if you really know how to use it. And again, that's the problem of translating the technical aspects to the normal users. If you really know how to use it, you can, for example, detect um, possible malicious attacks before they actually happen, or you can use it um, as a forensic tool in in the unfortunate case your website is hacked because. There's um, and because there's no kind of bulletproof solution for everything, that's why it's important to have logging. That's where logging comes in because yes, you can have a firewall, you can have a file integrity checker, you can have a malware scanner on your website, and you can have logging. But it doesn't mean that all of them will function as 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 they should when there is a hack. You know, so the the more kind of um, points you have where you can fall to as a safety net in case of a hack or whatever, the better it is. You know, but yes, personally. Um, I team security, um, WordFence, and all these different plugins. Uh, 
they're, they're good, of course. They're, they have their own pros and cons. But I personally find them a bit of um, too bloated for, for the normal user. Like I said, you're going to install one of them. You're going to find all these options like, ooh, okay, from work. In fact, if I'm not mistaken, um, well, I've seen some, some actually small businesses. They make a living out of this. Like they will, they, they help people kind of, okay, I, I will fine tune um, items for you or I'll fine tune um, WordPress for you or Sakur, you know? So, so because it, normal users, it, I mean, if I have a small shop, um, a small flower shop and I employ two people, you know, and I want a small website, the last thing I want is to deal with, with, with a security plugin. You know, I just want the website and I want it to work and I want to see online orders. That's all I care. <laughs> I don't want to learn about WordPress security. I want it easy to use, you know? Yeah, I've got, no. I've got a follow through question because obviously WP Tonic is a, a maintenance um, mm -hmm. support company, Robert. But what I've found, what we've found um, is yes, um, you know, they are filled with option screens. You know, we've had some clients that actually have managed to lock themselves out of their own website <laughs> by installing one of these. Um, and also, we found other problems is they, they sometimes they do have a tendency to put more than one on, and then it really gets into a jumbled mess. And and the third thing um, is is a question actually is the only problem um, installing one of these and not really studying through their their tutorials or going to a website like yours, which is fan it's a fantastic resource actually folks um whenever i want to kind of spend a couple of hours i always book a couple of hours before i i go to your website because i know i'm going to be on there for a couple of hours um, but it's a feast of about security folks so um i would highly recommend it but um to get back is um you, you can get a full sense of security by putting one of these all embracing plugins because I've had a few clients say to me, Well, my site's got hacked, but I had, and I won't name a specific one, but I've, I had this installed, you know, and I still got hacked. Well, it, it's only a help, isn't it? I don't know mm. if you would agree with that. You still need some knowledge, some understanding, or you need some to hire some people that have some understanding. Would you agree with that? Yes, I do agree. As you said, they are they are a false sense of security. Nothing against the plugin themselves, because I do have a security plugin as well. Um, so, it's um, but yes, um, they do give a false sense of security because as a plugin developer, um, you want your plugin to be as compatible as with as much website as possible. And by to do that, you do not want to kind of um, push any defaults or any changes by installing it you want the users to enable them and to make sure like okay you're enabling those options so you know what you're doing so if something breaks you know exactly what happened um so yeah so many um many people install the, these plugins they don't configure anything and they just leave them running and and they don't they don't change any defaults they don't change anything so yes installing this plugin or not you're going to improve your security but you're not going to improve it as much as, as you want so 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 yes they do give a false sense of, of of security because unfortunately since because of security and these things um you need you need to be a bit um um you need to teach yourself basically to 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 to, to, to learn about security or about even the basic concepts before um, you can forget a plugin and that's why kind of there are these agencies because at the end of the day as i said if you have a small shop you employ two people you have a small flower shop the last thing you want is to deal with with the security plugin. Having said that, even if you secure your plugin um, 100%, um, 
um, insecurity. It's it's, it's a um, cat and mouse game. It, you you you're never guaranteed hundred percent that your website's not going to be hacked. If someone guarantees you hundred percent your website's not going to be hacked, um, they're lying to you basically because you can have the best solutions in the world. Um, there will always be zero day exploits. There will always be someone who forgot to make a patch or an update or or something. And there are so many when you look at the website. Uh, at a normal WordPress website, you have so many entry points, um, plugins, the team, the web server itself, the host, and, and all, all the, the, the libraries that are running on the web server. Um, because, for example, if you look at Apache, they, you run a number of libraries um, in Apache so it can function. Also, it, it, it's, it's, it's not virtual, it's, it's impossible to guarantee that. So, so, so yes, um, plugins, they do give a false sense of security, and uh, unless you configure them, of course. And yes, um, there is no bulletproof solution. So just because you install a plugin doesn't mean you can go and say, okay, we're done, you know, um, especially with security, which is something um, active. And that's why if you look at security plugins, especially they do have frequent updates um, and things like that, because the new things are being discovered every day, literally. If you work in security field, you'll notice that every conference you go to, there's always someone who came up with this bright new idea or some some weird attack, you know? So, so yes, it, it, it's important to kind of keep up to date. And that's why, I think it's important as well. Um, here's an advert for you as well. That's why I think it's important as well to, to hire these type of engines because as I said, if you're a shop with three people, the last thing you want is to stay hassling with your website. So you have two options. Or you hire an, an agency who can help you kind of run your website or try to run it yourself. And that's where you end up hacked because WordPress itself gives you this sense of security as well because it's very easy to use. Oh, here it is. I'm done a website. Five minutes since... You have this quick five minutes install. You've done a website, but you don't know what you're going into, you know. So, so I think um, even though WordPress is, is, is easy to use, um, non-seasoned users still need a lot of hand-holding to maintain the website. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree with you. And um, yeah, go on, John. Got another question? Yeah, <clears throat> and basically, like a follow-up to that. You know, why, again, stress, like, why it's important to keep an audit log of activity on your website. And are, you know, the business owners, the people, the, the people that own this, the websites, are they ever surprised by how much activity there actually is on uh, their website that they didn't know about? Um, yes. In fact, when, when, when people, especially... Um, non-security people who install my, my plugin, the audit log. Um, first of all, they're surprised, like, oh, I didn't know there were this so much failed logins. I didn't know that there were these scans being going on, etc. Um, so, yes, people do get surprised. Um, again, if you don't know how to, um, how you say it, how to parse the logging information and make sense out of it, it, it can also um, kind of scare you. Uh, for example, um, it's normal for a website. Once you install WordPress, just because of there are so many automated bots running on the internet. Once you install WordPress, it's not, if you check the log files, not just the audit log, even the web server log files, it's normal to see scans going on um, from time to time. Even in the log files today, I can see requests, someone trying to um, exploit the ref slider um, vulnerability. Even though I don't have that plugin, it's just because usually they're, they're just automated scanners scanning the internet <laughs> to find this vulnerability. You know, So... Um, that's something, guys, which is important to mention. Many people think that once you install WordPress, you're a target. It's not true. It's, it's just every every once you have an online presence, being WordPress, June, or whatever it is, you um, you're a target. Um, as I said, um, all these bots running constantly scanning the websites. Um, 
it doesn't make a difference if your WordPress or not. They're just trying to exploit a particular vulnerability. And if your website happens to have to match that criteria and it's vulnerable, they, they don't care who it is. So, um, so yeah, so the audit log, the, the, the advantage of an audit log, um, yes, you're going to find out exactly um, what's happening on your website and, and how much is happening on your website. Because as you said, you're, many people are surprised of, of what's happening on their website. The disadvantage, I would say, is you shouldn't be alarmed about these things, you know, because um, these things are normal and um, they do happen. Um, what's important, of course, I mean, there's a difference between if you see that there were, I don't know, um, 30 free logins from an IP address over 24 hours, it's not something to panic about. If you see, of course, that there are like hundreds and hundreds of failed logins or hundreds of requests to non-existent pages from the same IP, then yes, most probably you're, you're being targeted. So might as well try to block that IP. But don't try, for example, something, some mistake that people do. And I see it a lot on on Facebook groups and all these um, WordPress groups, um, not just security. As soon as people see a failed login, they just start blocking IPs. Um, for all that matter, you can block all the IPs in the world because um, between um, anonymous proxies, Tor networks, and all these things, um, you can, and, and spoofing IPs, etc. It's impossible to, to really... Um, block all the IPs or the offending IPs on the internet, you know? So um, ideally, especially in, in, in this approach, ideally you should take a whitelist approach on blacklist. So if you want to really restrict access to your login page, if you can um, get a fixed IP from your from your, from your your uh, internet provider and only allow that, that, that IP to access the web page. Don't try to block all the other offending IPs because it's it's uh you'll never you'll never finish with the job i think that's fantastic advice and when we're dealing with a site that's of great importance to the client we we strongly advise that um especially if it's woocommerce or a membership and it's a of great importance to the client i would i would totally agree with you robert i would you know i would get a fixed ip address and i would go to the white list route rather than the other way because it doesn't really pan out and the route what robert suggested does work to some degree um in helping you the the other thing is um i've i've just i've just had another brain fart john i've just lost because robert's (laughs) robert's giving such fantastic information so can you give that other question john yeah absolutely um what would be your general advice to you know, business owners who are looking to build a site on WordPress, should they just go to Theme Forest and grab a sixty dollar theme and and throw that up, or how should they go about actually building a site? Um, when, when you start building a website, um, I think um, I don't. I, I'm not so familiar with the team um, with the team market, but um, relevant if you buy a custom team from Team Forest or download it from WordPress.org um, repository, or someone has done it has, has built it custom for you. Um, what's very important? Um, teams um, there are teams might be vulnerable, but they're not because of the way teams work. They're not as prone for vulnerabilities as as plugins. So so that's that's one point important. So. If you have the time, if you have the resources, um, get the team reviewed by someone. Um, um, but it's not. I'm not saying it's not important, but it's 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 more of a secondary thing. Um, one thing I would really take care of when installing a WordPress. First of all, take care of the defaults. Um, you know, the usual admin, admin. Um, some people say changing the plug, um, the tables, um, prefix work. Some people know it's it's 
that's more security by obscurity. But I mean, if you have the chance, do it. Why not? You know. Um, but take care of the defaults. What's what's important to me as well is don't install every plugin you see. I've I I I I've I've logged into websites like they have I don't know. 40, 50 plugins, 100 plugins, and they're only using three of them. You know, even if even if plugins are disabled, there's st- if there's a vulnerability, they're still vulnerable to it because a plugin does not need to be running because the code is still running on your server. The code is still on your server, and someone can still request that particular vulnerable PHP file from your plugin. So even though it's disabled by WordPress, that that file is still accessible. So, um, so install. Um, I would recommend. Make a staging website if possible. I mean, nowadays you don't need a lot of resources. You can install XAMPP or WAMP on your local computer. You know, just run a website locally within five or ten minutes. You don't need a lot of resources. Um, before installing a plugin, I, I what I always do is first I install a staging website, which could be also on my normal computer. See if you need this or not, and if you need it, then install it. Um, from where should you install your plugins? Um, again, Team Forest. Um, um, or, 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 the, or these um, third-party, let's say, um, markets or WordPress repository. Uh, it depends. Um, personally, I've never needed to buy a plugin from from Team Forest um, or their, their these type of markets. But um, if you do, I think what's important, even even in the WordPress repository, check how often is the plugin updated. Check the ratings. Check the support forums. You know, I mean, we've seen plugins. Um, which had vulnerabilities and they were fixed. I mean, it's okay. I mean, many people say, "Oh, that had two, three vulnerabilities, so I'm not going to use it." To be honest, if a if a plugin has vulnerabilities, um, if they are fixed on time, it's okay. If it has vulnerabilities, it means that people are interested in it. People have tested it. People have found them, and it has been fixed. As long as the developer is responsive and does fix the vulnerabilities on time, that's fine. It's not a problem. Actually, the more vulnerabilities there are that are discovered, the more secure the software will be in, in the long run. You know, so so don't look at What's important is how the developer responds to those vulnerabilities. We've also seen plugins where they fail to fix vulnerabilities, and in fact, some of them have been taken offline, uh, have been taken off the repository. So, so even when installing plugins, even when installing Teams, um, it's very important to do some some homework. Don't install everything. Just just um, just read the, the support forums. Just check the ratings um, and check about the history of the plugin or the team. Um, and only install what you really need. So use a staging website, install everything there, experiment there, and once you know you're sure you need this plugin or not, then then you can install it on your live website. And the most important is, um, yes, you can install a, um, a security plugin, but the most important is take care of those defaults. Um, if, In all fairness, um, if you, as a security principle, um, if you use strong usernames and passwords. If you can, you can use two-factor authentication, okay. But if you use strong username and password, and if you keep your software up to date, you're already ahead of, of, of the game, you know? I mean, of course, yes, uh, as as the website grows more complex and, and more people are logging in and all these things, yes, you have to kind of beef up the security aspect of it. But by following those two main principles, you're already like way ahead <laughs> of everyone, you know? Yeah, I think that's fantastic. Uh, the actual thing I was going to ask has come back in my mind. It's um, security is also more about your website, really. I'll just give you. It's only happened once, but it was about six months ago, Robert. We had mm-hmm. this client, and their site got hacked, and it got hacked. Uh, I'll be honest, it got hacked under our management, and mm-hmm. um, we had backups. We, you know, we delved into it. You have a kind of 
a process of hardening because I don't know if you would agree with this statement. Um, convenience and security don't really go. The more you harden something, the more it can be less convenient. But but we harden, harden. They got hacked again, and then we we really hardened. And they got hacked again, and we were pulling our hair out, Robert. You know, what is the hell going on here? And then um, I thought, let's check. I started asking the client questions. What what machine do you use? Well, I mm-hmm. use Windows 7. Um, do you run it in a minute? You don't run it in administration mode, do you? Yes, we do. Is it? We run it. I run it. Their computer... Got had been hacked, and I I personally remotely went into their win, their desktop computer, <laughs> and I found a keylogger had been installed, <laughs> and they had more more problems than their website being hacked. All their passwords had been right. their email, their banking, and we had to help them with that. So keep that. It doesn't happen very often. But at least we found out it wasn't down to us, folks, uh, and we helped the client resolve that problem. So it's not always the website. You've got to keep other things in mind as well. Would you agree, Robert? Yes. Uh, in fact, it's something that John mentioned before, and now that you're mentioning it, it came to my mind um, because John was asking before, like, what other um, aspects of, of, of the website or what other pieces of, of what makes up the website should take for. Yes, um, the personal computer is very important as well. As you said, um, I've seen many cases where it's not just about Windows or remote. I mean, that's important. But um, again, Windows release patches, um, Linux release patches, Ubuntu, all these OS. Um, it's very important. Every software you use, um, it's very important to keep it up to date. Um, I, from the security point of view, this is not WordPress, by the way. It's just security in general. It, 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 most of the problems that happen, um, it's it's about unpatched software. I mean, even if you look, um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with this Panama Papers um, international issue. Um, um, it, it's not sure yet exactly the, the, the exact details what happened were never released. But from from some documentation I've read, um, which is quite a reliable source, I would say, um, the issue was because um, some. Um, the, the 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 server where where the whole the, the the company's website was was hosted and where the documents were hosted as well was running some old some old version of some framework you know so so I remember when I was um, in my first stint of my career as an administrator I started from the lowest level of the ladder of my career and we had a server hack and one the, the, this hack was we were using a particular FTP server on our um, web servers. And yes, it was it was an old version, and it, it, um, um, it, it had some exploits. So basically, people were scanning. They found this exploit, and they hacked through the FTP server and managed to uh, exploit the um, privilege escalation vulnerability. And they hacked into the whole server. So um, the web server, the website, your personal computer. Um, it, it's it's very important to to one of the most basic principles: keep your software up to date. That's very important. There is a reason why there are updates. The updates are there um, to fix security issues and also. Um, um, to have um, more features and also to have more stable software. I mean, if you look at the updates, usually at uh, I, I speak about myself, about my plugin, but even other plugins. If you notice that the change log, it's it's always the same. We have some new features, we have product improvements in terms of um, not just features, in terms even of of performance, whatever. And usually, the longest list in every update is the bug fixes. It's normal. I mean, it's okay. I mean, 
it means that the product is improving. You know, I mean, if you don't see bug fixes, if you don't see bug fixes, there's something wrong with the product because from from 16 years of experience working in IT, not just security, IT in general, it's impossible to have a perfect software. You know, so so it's 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 important. That's why I said before when you're going to install a plugin or whatever, look at the change log, look at the history. I mean, you would see how how responsive developers are, how 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 frequently the product is updated. If it's being kept updated, maybe we've seen plugins where they received an update once a year. Is it good? Was there a need? Yes or no? It's important to do a bit of homework before installing every piece of software or running every every piece of software. That's great. And not just not, not just plugins, by the way, everything. If you're using an FTP client, if you're using an SSH client, if you're using the OS of your computer, everything. Oh, that's great, Robert. So I, I think we better end uh, the podcast that podcast part of the show folks what do you reckon john yeah i think we're ready to end the regular podcast portion and go into the bonus content which you can find on the wp tonic website uh before i let everybody uh, let us know where they can find them just want to remind you if you're getting value from the wp tonic podcast be sure to go to itunes and uh, give us a rating five stars would be preferable um, that helps other people find this podcast, uh, or, you know, rate us on your podcast player of choice, but, uh, you know, definitely go and subscribe and give us a rating. And, uh, with that, I'm gonna let everybody, uh, let us know where to find them. Robert, uh, how do we find you? Um, I have two websites. I have wpwhitesecurity.com, which is, was my first website, basically, where I still post, um, I don't post as often as I wish, but I do post from time to time security kind of tutorials, tips, and things like that. But I also have um, my plugin website. The plugin can be found on the repository as well, on the WordPress.org repository, which is WP Security Audit Log. And the plugin's website is wpsecurityauditlog.com. Um, on both websites, there are contact forms. Um, my email is robert at wpwhitesecurity.com. But if you use the contact forms, I reply, we're still a very small team. So I, I'm still the one which sees all the emails. So if you get in touch with those forms, I will get back to you. <laughs> it it won't good. get lost somewhere in, in, in the hierarchy of the company because we're a very small team. <laughs> no, very, very good. Jonathan, how do we get a hold of you? The, the two main ways you want to get a hold of me, folks, is email at jonathan at wp-tonic.com. Um, we're a small team as well, and I do check my email periodically during the day. Um, not all the time because I won't get any work done. Um, <laughs> and um, for Twitter uh, at Jonathan Denwood. I normally log in like a bit like the email a couple of times, and I do respond to Twitter as well. So they're the two main ways, John. Very good. And you can find me at my website, which is lockdowndesign.com. And you can also follow me on Twitter, lockdown underscore. For WP Tonic, this is John. And uh, signing off, be sure to catch us on the WP Tonic website for the bonus content. And get your get your weekly WP Merson from WP Tonic. What do you reckon, John? <laughs> get your dose. <laughs> get your dose. <laughs> See you later, folks. See you. See you. Time. Thank you. Bye. Thank you.